0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program.
1: Great, great to be with you again, Dr.
0: Paul. Very good. In a bit, we're going to be talking about uh, corporatism and some good news about why it's failing, and that should be good for everybody. But we'd like to encourage that type of thing. But before we do this, I wanted to talk about the markets a little bit this morning because lots of things were happening. The report came out and said the employment is not going quite as well. They even had to adjust a couple months back and they were fudged and they were made to sound better than they really were. But today, there were more people uh, not as employed as they thought would happen. So that was a negative. And that, that, the, by the markets, it was assumed, oh, boy, now the Fed can't raise interest rates anymore. And we like low interest rates. And that's good for stocks. And stocks have been going up. And so that's that's going to continue. But uh, the the gold market looked at this a little bit differently because how can they keep uh, raising interest rates to cut to prevent the inflation? Inflation coming now all of a sudden they have to lower interest rate because the recession is coming you know and and they react minute to minute and it was was messy but we saw gold uh, jump uh, a a lot you may and I shouldn't say that I should say the dollar took a beating when it's devalued by gold because uh, these numbers are not good for the economy and uh, it really confuses the bond markets and and the and the borrowing But you know, I think gold uh, is is a haven. I think it does protect us to a large degree. It's nothing perfect about it, but when you're talking about monetary uh, instruments and finances over the centuries, gold has served as a haven. But it's, there's nothing magic about it. It's not perfect. Because I was thinking, I started uh, getting really involved in the 1970s, even the 1960s, but we weren't even allowed to own gold then, but we knew we were spending more. And uh, a lot of economists predicted the Bretton woods breakdown, you know, and and it did. So gold went from $20 an ounce when the Fed took over. And uh, by the Depression time, uh, the uh, gold was raised to $35 an ounce, even though we weren't allowed to own it. But then finally gold became legal and Bretton Woods uh, ended and there was a much more market uh, uh, pricing of gold. And gold went from thirty five dollars an ounce up to eight hundred dollars a month and over the next 20 years you'd say well it kept printing money yeah they did it was steady but it wasn't like this straight up because there was, you know, at first, the, uh, it was way behind that $20 and $35 an ounce. It was way behind because they were printing money. So there was catch-up, and then there was overshooting the target. So the markets the markets aren't perfect either. They go up and down, and they undershoot and overshoot, but the market works, works that out. So uh, the, the, the episode in the, in the early 1970s, you know, uh, ushered in a time when we, find, we ended up finally owning gold. The, uh, the, the, bear, the bear market, you know, ended in gold, and it went from 35 up to $800. But when, and it took 20 years for it to turn around and say, watch the money supply. The money supply is going to do it. And it, it, some people argue gold didn't help. You know, there was all that debt, and they were printing money, and the price didn't go up. Unbelievably, the market decided, uh, you know, to undershoot, so they took gold down to $270 at the beginning of this century. I thought it was a good time to buy because it was—it was just the way the market works. And since then, it's gone from $270 up to $2,000 but my point I want to make quickly here is people should think about this and think about what they can do to help protect themselves but since it was 270 and we had these 23 years it's gone to $2,000 and today it take a a big a big jump and temporarily at least it's over 2,000 and when it's when it's uh, solidly over 2,000 expect this thing to really go it doesn't go by small percentage increments gold over these many years now uh, it goes up a lot percentage wise so I expect that's going to happen because I I don't think this this is a sign that there's going to be a major correction in gold I think we've been through that and uh, predicting events immediately is very difficult well this is one reason why I work with uh, birch gold is because they do provide information. The more information we have, I think the more information we have to get people to understand why limited government and sound money is good, and that's an educational effort. But the people need to be educated as to how and what is available to invest in gold, and that's what the Birch Gold Company is all about. What they do is they provide information, and the invitation coming through me today is that if you're interested, In getting more information from Birch Gold, you do this. You look at uh, the the number on the page there and, uh, and text Ron 989898. And they'll send you something. They'll send you information. And you can take a look at it. They won't charge you any money. So information is very, very important. Uh, getting it in a miscellaneous way, I think, over the internet and hearsay sometimes is helpful if you can trust the source. But I just look at it by. I try to read everybody. You know, I even I even listened to the Federal Reserve Board Chairman when I'd ask him a question because uh, I I was always complaining that gold gold is money. So I asked Bernanke, went, like, It's gold money?" And he. Uh, you know he became wide-eyed he's no he's it's not money well where do you go then how do you protect oh you rely on the fed the fed will take care of the economy and just go to work pay your taxes and everything will be okay so uh no and i told him at the time i said if you could do that and, and declare." That gold is no longer money. Boy, I say, you are a powerful person because it's been money for 6,000 years. And uh, he wasn't uh, laughing at at that point. (laughs) The the, the time was called. So anyway... Once again, I think it's important. I think it is a haven, but you can't expect it to do and look at a chart and say, well, the money supply went up 10%, prices are going to go up 10%, and they'll go up evenly, and wages will go up 10%. It's nothing like that. You know, the one place, you know, uh, mo- most libertarians and constitutionals realize democracy is, is dangerous because it's a dictatorship of the majority and minority rights are, are, are not, uh, not protect, uh, protected. So uh, in a marketplace, though, every nickel, every penny, every dollar, every gold ounce, people spend, Millions and millions of people over centuries—they are—that is democracy. They're voting with their money, and they have directions that all kinds of things, uh, you know, affect it. And the human action that Mises talks about indicates that the human actions and the emotions, you know, can do this. Government actions, weather, wars, and everything else have variables, but long term is what convinced me and many others that if you get concerned about our conditions and believe me if if somebody says wait, what are you talking about? I'm not concerned. Things are coming. My checks are coming in the mail, and I have Social Security. And then you probably think, well, I don't know. You're not quite ready, but keep listening because we do need to protect ourselves. And uh, and and that's where it's difficult. The most important thing, of course, is that we have enough freedom to protect ourselves. Right now we do. There was a time when we couldn't own gold. We can do it today. So once again, I want to urge you, if you're interested in more information, go and text Ron, 989898, and they'll send you some information. So, Chris, what we'll do now, we're going to follow up now and be more specific on an economic issue, which is very important because it's a big issue. It has to do with the principle of corporatism, fascism, and socialism, all these things that uh, maneuver and manipulates the economies. I would say the United States has followed uh, the principle of interventionism, which gives them license to do anything they want whenever they want it. So it's miscellaneous. But there's also great dangers about this because sometimes governments get too big and they want to control, say, medicine and giving you shots and all these details like we had to go through with this COVID. And Chris has been doing a little thinking and research on this, and he finds out that, uh, you know, maybe it didn't work so well, and maybe some people are waking up. Chris.
1: Yes, that's right, Dr. Paul. We see in the headlines today, it's, uh, a lot has changed over the years. Uh, the big pharma vax companies are not doing so well. And, you know, we just have to go back not too long ago where we were told that these mRNA shots were a literal miracle. And people were losing their jobs for rejecting to inject this miracle into themselves. You know, think back to New York. These are, this is a major state. The governor was saying that God wanted everyone to take this shot. And the mayor of New York City he wasn't so uh, religious about it. He was giving out burgers and fries. Uh, at the time, Moderna's stock was $500 because their so-called customers were being coerced to take their product. And today it's in the 70s, so it has crashed. And we see now headlines that Pfizer and Moderna are in uh, big trouble when it comes to these vaccines. Nobody wants them. We saw the latest that I saw from the CDC is only 2% of people are getting these, you know, updated jabs. That means 98% are saying no. And uh, so a lot has changed. A, it means the truth does win out in the end. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed because, you know, uh, even though, um, we don't agree with the policies advocated by the left. They were totally captured. You know, they're, you know if, when you read their tweets, uh, the corporations, corporations, you know, it's good for them to keep corporations feet to the fire. But they were advocating rabidly that people must take this corporate product or you're killing everybody. And it was all nonsense, you know, and then they moved to the Ukraine war. So where $100 billion are gone, this is, again, big corporations. So the left has to snap out of it. They're being used to make these big corporations massively rich, you know. So uh, hopefully they snap out of it because they are now a party of government plus corporations, and that's not what they used to be.
0: Well, what I'm encouraged by is that the people are waking up and they're starting to reject this nonsense. And there's a big effort on right now by the companies and by the government, and the authoritarians, and the people who want to destroy the system that we have, and. Uh they are behind the eight ball right now because here they're trying, they're overflowing with with uh, with uh, the vaccines, the booster shots, and they're begging and pleading for people to come take it. And uh, who, who knows, there might be even a side benefit from this. that people may wake up and realize that even getting flu shots might not be as necessary as they claim. And then, you know, whether it's foreign policy or economic policy and they do dumb things, I I keep thinking what is the motive are they evil people there's a bunch of them in there a bunch of them is just evil there's no good no good around and they do it for power power reasons and they want to control people and uh, then they lo- then they are motivated to use a lot of fear to get people to do these things and obey the government and then there's a lot of lies told so it's really very disruptive and ultimately it, it attacks our liberties And I virtually just described what happened with COVID. That's what they were doing. And uh, COVID had various motives. I think one big one was the uh, the greed of the pharmaceutical companies, and they had to had to control. But it wasn't good medicine, believe me. They were not in the business of colluding with doctors who were still practicing moral medicine and doctor-patient relation medicine. They were dealing with big companies and force and scaring people, and everybody had to take these uh, these uh, shots. And uh, this. This is something that they will use. They uh, they they use the, both the, the fear mongering that they have and, and this motive to, to make more money. Uh, also, they'll use the fact and they'll scare people by saying you've got to take it or everybody's going to die. You know, it's it's so powerful. And right now, people are waking up. It's finally getting to see some articles. Really, there was no significant number of people who died just from the shot. Uh, But now, they're starting to find out that there's more people now dying from the shot. Way more people. And uh, I think that people are hearing and reading about this, young people, especially with the endocarditis and the myocarditis, that never was around like it is now. That's an epidemic now. And uh, it's been man-made. And this is a tragedy. And uh, so uh, Chris and I, as we talked about this, we we thought maybe there's a bit of hope in here because it's slow but it's, that's the way it is with real war too we go to war for stupid reasons we fight it for 10 or 20 years and then we slowly get the people to come in bring our troops on well this is it but this one's a little c- quicker it was after about two years people got sick and tired of lockdown I hope they have their guard up because it'll come back again they're also hinting at but the fact that the resistance is so strong right now that people say hey I've taken three of these shots and people are dying from this oh no you have to take five I mean it's total insanity they've totally destroyed the doctor patient relationship and you when the uh, when the epidemic was roaring and some of the doctors wanted to use ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine they could get into trouble lose their job and their licenses It was a horrible thing. So this is serious business, but we're delighted to see that there's some people waking up now and hopefully we can prevent this from happening again. But it's the principle of personal responsibility and the principle that governments have no authority nor wisdom to run our lives, run the economy, or police the world. And that's what we have to address.
1: Chris. That's right, Dr. Paul. And part of the reason that they... Uh, are able to do so much damage is people believe that we need these unconstitutional agencies, the alphabet agencies. And we saw, especially with COVID, you know, that, uh, that we'd be better off without them. They're probably still today pushing these shots, even though 98% of people know that they don't want to take it anymore. So the FDA, or the CDC, WHO, all of these. You know, in libertarians, we've been saying, no, you need the free market. Not these government agencies, because the government agencies can also be captured. You know they could give you a false sense of security, and they can make corporations rich. you know uh, but the the argument is the opposite. No, if you didn't have these, these corporations would trample all over us. Well, you do have them, and the corporations are trampling all over us. You know and they don't catch you can't ex- expect them to catch all the little you know people are very creative they're in breaking laws but they don't even catch the big stuff they don't catch the madoff uh, the other day we see sam bankman freed you know there's the SEC. there's the financial regulators are at the wazoo and all this takes place even with them there so what good are they doing anybody you know but they allow whether uh, willfully or not willfully, these major, major crimes to take place. So we libertarians are right. We would be much better without them. And the big pharma COVID thing was even bigger. They were going for 7 billion shots. That was the goal. They failed, but that was the goal. So we would be much better with a free market. We have a long way to go and a lot of education for people to accept such a thing. But hopefully all of these episodes are at least you know, strengthening our case that we need free markets and not all these alphabet agencies.
0: You know, this is easy to uh, adapt this to monetary policy and what I've talked about. T- quite frequently, is that is people who are really worried about inflation. Inflation to them is, you know, the prices going up, not the printing of money. But if people get upset enough and they have the proper understanding, what do they have to do? They have to get rid of one big bureaucracy, mm-hmm. and that would be the Federal Reserve, because the source of so much trouble comes from there, the economic intervention and the foreign policy intervention. But, you know, the other thing that's a Occurring and there's we there's a little bit of a monkey wrench put in, you know, the development and the co- and the collusion of big government and big pharma, uh, and they've done this for years. The first time I ever thought about that problem was when. Uh, it would uh, the uh, FDA might withhold certain drugs for the benefit of those who have a drugs and there would be competition so uh, there was a lot of politicking going on there now and now it's uh, the government comes in and they take over and test it and and they will protect pharmaceutical companies and uh, up until just recently it was they're making billions and billions of dollars but it's nice to see the market uh, it, it's an odd way of being democratic and voting with their dollars, I, I don't need any more shots, you know, and I, I think that is uh, is very good. But the other intrusion to, to fortify the, uh, the whole thing about, uh, you, you know, for, uh, cultural Marxism and corporatism is getting government and big business banking is already there together and marching there. Now they're now they're controlling medicine uh, and the pharmaceuticals, and they've they've certainly done that with uh, uh, mil- the military-industrial complex. But it's the Larry Fink's of the world that I think people should be alerted to because uh, he's running a, a money market account, kind of the largest in the world. I believe, or maybe second place on some days, uh, trillions, ten trillion dollars of money they operate. So they can change and alter the money. Some days they, their movements can be bigger than the Fed, and yet uh, they work. They work with uh, you know the corporations, and, uh, and they they will tell people what they have to do, and they'll set some of the rules. And this is where this ESG stuff comes from. Have these uh, socialistic rules that if you, if your company doesn't follow these rules of uh, uh, aggressive uh, uh, socialization, uh, you can't get the loan or they'll block the loan, they'll control you through the, uh, the monetary system, and they will work with, with the Federal Reserve and the government, and it's all for good reasons because the, the ESG movement, oh, these are wonderful things. Uh, we, you, you as a company, if you want to be part of our gang, you have to do some things. You have to be very conscientious about the environment, and uh, they're not on the right side of that issue. They, they also want to have people follow certain social uh, rules and regulations, and and making sure that nobody gets ever discriminated against. All this perfection. People say, well, no, we don't want to do that. And also, uh, it, it has to be that you have to satisfy government regulators too and follow the rules and this esg movement has made it where uh, if you don't have the credentials, it, they can hurt you on your stocks. They can make it difficult for you to get loans. And so a lot of them will capitulate. It's the only way we can do business. We have to play this game. So they invest their money and get approval from uh, places like Larry Fink. So that, that, to me, I think is very, very dangerous. We saw that, uh, you know, in, in in so much of the COVID that, that people had to do it and listen to them. And then they got the approval Otherwise, they, they lose their jobs. And so I think it's the whole, the, the big danger of what we're talking about is it advancing. Yes, corporatism is is when government uh, and uh, business, you know, work together. And some people say, well, this is just, you know, friendly advice and this kind of stuff. But no, it gets bigger and bigger. And that's why it's called corporatism. And it's also why many people now are warning about, you know actually uh, morphing into fascism when business and uh and and government become one one issue and one unit yeah, you're uh, you're on a road if not already there into a fascist system we're not there yet but i'd like to make sure that we do everything we can to prevent it
1: fantastic dr paul i will finish up with my closing thoughts um yeah power relies on fear wherever you see mass fear You can be sure that there is a government looking to take away liberty and corporations looking to take your money. Okay, so, and we are led from one fear event to another, and they're big, big enough to encompass enough people. Uh, Whether it was COVID, and we moved immediately to Ukraine. Once the Ukraine well dried up, and Ukraine is nowhere near going to win anything, it went right to the Middle East. And, you know, I talked about the left, now the right has abandoned everything. There no, the MAGA is gone. There is no make America great again, because now we are, their focus is U S intervention in the middle East. And with each of these events, our freedom and money are taken away. So Americans on both sides, left and right, have to snap out of this. We're being led by our emotions and you know, all think of all those, you know, we, we need to worry about this country, worry about this country and it's gone. Those, those red hats are empty, you know, but it's very, very hard. These people that are in charge of the propaganda are so good. They're masters of it to to where everywhere you look, you will see the same message and you'll see celebrities say the same thing and athletes and sports teams. They're all, they all have the one message and nobody wants to be different. They just go along with the crowd because if they're different, they get kicked out of the crowd. So it's very tough but uh, so but for the few that think for themselves and take care of their families when you see this stuff when you see this mess whatever they call it hypnosis psychosis look the other way beware because people are getting taken to the cleaners again don't let it happen to you and your family
0: very good you know in addition to the esg movement they now have another a series of uh preliminary tests on corporations before they're allowed to join the club and get some benefits. And that's the DEI group of of mandates on these companies. And the DEI stands for diversity. They want uh, companies to be diverse which is very authoritarian. And besides, uh, you know, the marketplace makes things pretty uh, uh, diverse, you know, uh, diverse. And uh, a lot lot of time people think that, uh, you know, this was mandated. One thing is, is when the government decides what should be diverse, they have to, They have to be interventionist and demand and write orders and demands and punish people. And also, they want perfect equity. I've heard that spelled out by communists and socialists. Equity. Uh, You know, if you're looking for the maximum amount of production and, and the fairest distribution of any society, it's a free market system with sound money. And people have freedom to make their choices and vote. Vote uh, the companies in or out of business. People say, "Well, you mean if the people don't buy this uh, product, they'll go broke?" Yeah, that's what's happened. There has to be. They have to produce, and the people get to vote on it by free markets. And believe me, that is where you have the greatest amount of prosperity. It's been that way for. A long time because there's always been a marketplace out there and uh and when there's people willing but that people say well yeah but some might be doing it just to make profits (laughs) yeah that's right because they can't make the profits unless they satisfy the customer but people don't don't like that. They 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 but they say no. We like equity, and we want to make sure the government, uh, uh, you know, produces perfect equity in all that we do, and uh, we want to also take on in, in inclusion. Everybody has to be inclusion. You can't exclude anybody from anything. Uh, merit is thrown out the window. Just to excluding somebody from the football team because they're a hundred pounds lighter than they should be, and you exclude them. Now, we don't do that. That's beyond, beyond reason. But it's that way all the time. We have to exclude people. How do you do it then if you don't have all, these, all these, uh, these good rules? Well, you have to adapt a couple principles. One is very simple to understand. Everything should be voluntary. Voluntarism, if it's social, religious, economic, uh, two people or two companies or two countries, They just have to get together and voluntarily come together. If one side doesn't agree, you can't have it. If you're going to buy something, you go in and you say, well, the, your products aren't very good. I think I'm going to call the government and make sure your products are better. No, you just don't buy this stuff, you know. The, but the voluntarism is a, is a big, big thing, and that's, that, has, that requires to be enforced, is authoritarian approach. It has to be the rejection of liberty in order to do that. And the voluntary approach depends on the principles of liberty. But people say, but the people will make mistakes. They're going to buy the wrong products and they're not going to be safe. Well, look at this. They've been in charge of the FDA and where they did they give us safe vaccines. And the whole thing is, is when the when the people get in there to have control over us, uh, they will do it for various reasons. Maybe they're just not very smart, and maybe they're doing it for profits or some, some special interest, for the special interest of the military industrial complex or pharmaceuticals or, or whatever group they're doing. That, uh, that, that, that doesn't work uh, because eventually it, it fails, that system always fails, and that is why we at the Liberty Report advocate the solution to this. But not be, And not being naive because the solution is available, it's understood, and we should work toward it, but it's perfection in many ways, and that is not uh, about to happen, and it depends on the morality of the people, and that is that everybody gets to make their own choices. If you're in government, it hurts a lot of people and it's hard to get out of it, just like we're working to get out of the damage that COVID did. But if you get your freedom and have your freedom, you get to keep all the money you earn and you get to do what you want as long as you don't hurt people or steal, then uh, some people might still fail. They might not have a good product. They might not work hard enough. They might not have it. But then they say, see, I can't quite make it. You know, I have, a, I have to have help. So I'm going through the government. And the government can steal some money from somebody else and then take care of me. And that's, that's the uh, authoritarian approach. It's still there. It still works. And it's motivated because it's always, always based on a humanitarian argument. You don't care about people. Well, I care about people. And I think the best way to care about people is to provide and promote personal liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.